Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. So happy that you decided to spend your morning, afternoon, uh, uh, daytime, evening, dinner, maybe after dinner. Uh, maybe you're a night owl, but uh, whatever lifestyle you choose, uh, we we love that you, we've got you here and we've got your ears tuned in. And uh, myself, uh, Barry Johnston, and my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe, are so excited for today's episode. How are you, Professor? I am doing well. Thank you very much, Smiling Sensei. Uh, yeah, this is a good, this is a fun episode and, um, we're, we're all excited. We're all bouncing off the walls and, uh, well, actually I should say one of the reasons I'm bouncing off the walls is that, you know, I'm trying to do, trying to eat healthier, trying to cut back on sugar and all of that stuff. Nice. And so I found, um, uh, you know, so I mean, sweets and all that stuff. No sweets, nothing like that, really. But I saw today I was in a gas station, a convenience store, and I was wanting a little bit of a snack. And I saw these uh, what I, uh, sugar-free wafers. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. sweet, sugar-free, yeah. yeah, awesome. And so I'm, you know, eating them, and as I'm driving home, and uh, I'm like, yeah, these are wow. How much? This these are just like they don't even taste different from regular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sugar wafers, man. They don't yeah. taste different at all. And so I like look at the back. I'm like seeing, you know, what the, uh, you know, the the carb count and all of that stuff. That, yeah. And I look back, and it's like zero carbs, but so many or what? Or 28 carbs and all the sugar. And I'm like, wait, what? It's what? That's not right. So I flip it over and look at, and it's not sugar free wafers, vanilla wafer. You know, or, well, yeah, yeah. flavor. It's just. Sugar wafers. Oh. My brain put free in there, and so now I've got like a, I had, I had the, a, a vanilla pack and I had a, a chocolate pack because I know for a fact they yeah. have sugar free ones. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. dad used to eat them. Okay, back in the okay, day. okay. But um, I thought that's what these were. So anyway, I chowed down on them, and then of course now I'm just like, ding, dong, ding, that you know, is awesome. That's that's a that's the kind of diet I can get behind. <laughs> That's so funny. And those are wonderful, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. There's nothing better than a nice... I like the uh, the strawberry ones, you know? The... You know, I, I I will take strawberry if yeah. that's if I'm given them. I won't yeah, yeah, go yeah. out of my way to get them. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite and, ones? You know, it's really strange. Um, it's got it's the vanilla because... Okay, okay. I don't. I like the chocolate, but for some reason, the vanilla and the wafers. And I'm not like a vanilla guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm. 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 I like flavors. I like sophisticated flavors. I like sure. all sorts of stuff. But yeah. vanilla. There's something about plain vanilla on some things that is just like 
mm, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I would never get a vanilla shake or vanilla really? ice cream by okay. itself. Okay. I'd rather have chocolate. Yep. Um, but the vanilla wa- vanilla wafer well vanilla wa- vanilla wafers vanilla wafer the you know the yeah, the, yeah. the thing of its own that you put in banana pudding yes or vanilla pudding or the vanilla sugar wafers are you know they're good they're gold yeah. I like this yeah yeah I like a I, I'll do a uh, a vanilla shake once in a while I but I prefer chocolate shake for sure yeah yeah uh, if I get a vanilla shake. I want to be in the mood for a vanilla shake. Right. I don't want to be surprised. I actually one time I got a uh, a shake and they and they gave me the wrong shake. They gave me a vanilla shake and it was very disappointing because there's <laughs> nothing more disappointing yeah. than when you want a chocolate shake. It's true. Vanilla. Yeah. And it's just yeah. Like, mm. No, you're and you're right. already gone and it's not not worth the hassle. Yeah. To, you know. Yeah, I agree. That's what that was. So. I, agree. I agree, man. I agree. And we all know that white chocolate is a lie. So oh, uh, yeah. The the devil's. Uh, Sweat, ball sweat, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. White chocolate yeah. is the worst. I'm it's sorry. You true. know, we'll, if you like white chocolate, look, Weirdsville, if you like white chocolate, we're not going to judge you. Okay. We're still going to be friends. But we are going to look at you a little bit differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. You got, you got to, <laughs> you got to move to the south side of town. Yeah, that's you're, all. You're, uh, you know, you're still good people. Don't doubt yourself. <laughs> you're still good people. If you like white chocolate, I know a lot of people that do, but uh, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, think that the Earth is flat, and they ain't right either. <laughs> they ain't right either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, we encompassed a lot in that uh, opening bit, and uh, we hope to accomplish even more with our episode today. We have our friend Ed on, and this was an entertaining one, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ed, who joined us uh, from Eric, Oklahoma, way out west, Eric, Oklahoma. Um, but his stories, uh, well, at least the first uh, to take place where you are, Bear, there in Enid. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, man, this is a wild one, too. Uh, yeah. This story is, uh, mm, it's scary and it's uh, yeah. really uh, kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's great. And you know what? We have he had a couple of great stories. Then, of course, we uh, start talking about things we've seen in the night sky. And also, uh, we get, we talk a little bit about his, Ed's time uh, being a carny, awesome, and working in uh, the fairs and the carnies that travel around uh, the, the the our area where we grew up and uh, and other places. And that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we're all our our the today's episode is uh, as all over the place as our intro, but still connected. Um, <laughs> we like to think so. We hope so, at least, and we hope you enjoy it because we enjoyed talking to Ed, and uh, we'll be having him back uh, because we didn't even get through all of the stories from the Carney or even get in touch. He, he Ed's written some books, and we didn't get in talking about those, so we'll be having him back. Uh, soon for sure uh but in the meantime enjoy this wonderful fun conversation with our with our buddy ed green ed thank you for joining us what's your weird story 
Okay, well, the cool thing is, since we're from Enid, that is where my weird story takes place. All right. Nice. Great, nice. great. Uh, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to love this. Cool. Uh, it's actually two stories. One goes with the other. Great. Okay. So, again, my first apartment in Enid, and um, I end up taking care of an apartment cat that's running around. And so one day I go outside, and I look down, and since the apartment was in front of the street, the cat had gotten ran over, oh. and it was severely, severely injured. Mm. And so I'm broke as can be, and I knew nobody else was going to help the cat. So I did what I was taught to do when you're raised on a farm, and I put it out of its misery. Yeah. You know, and all sad about this. Yeah. Well, later on that night, as I'm laying in my apartment, um, I'm sleeping on just a piece of foam on the floor. And I'm not even asleep yet, and I'm sleeping on my stomach. I got my uh, blanket pulled over me. And just as I'm about to drift off, it feels like something jumped and landed between my legs. And I felt the quilt go down. It actually went down like something's walking up between my legs. And as it's doing this, you hear, you actually hear this purr. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I came unglued. I jumped up, nothing in the room. I lived by myself, no pets. And so that right there was the start of this little tale of how I, I, I feel it and saying thank you just to say, you know, thanks for putting me out of my misery because it was yeah. a pretty bad injury. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, the next day I am sharing this story with a couple that live about four apartments down from me. And as I'm sharing it, they realize, you know, I'm sleeping on the floor on a piece of foam. And they're like, well, we have this extra bed and we're not using it. Would you like it? I'm thinking, hell yes. (laughs) No more floor sleeping. Sure, we're good. So they bring me this bed. And as we're putting it in my room, I notice there's this giant, big brown spot on it. But being 21, 20, I didn't care. Got me off the floor. So we put some blankets and stuff on it. Well, that night, my first night, I'm laying there and I'm getting ready to go to bed. And I swear it was as if somebody sat down on the corner edge of the bed by my feet. The whole bed went down and it actually had old tiny springs and they Mm -hmm. creaked. Mm -hmm. As if somebody walked in and took a seat at my feet. Whoa. And so... This freaks me out. This is two nights in a row. Yeah. Well, the next day I tell them this. I'm like, uh, you know, this happened. And this is what they have to tell me. Well, um, you know that big spot at the foot of the bed? Like, yeah. Uh, Well, that's a blood spot. Somebody was murdered on it. Oh. (laughs) Whoa. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Way to bury the lead on on that for them, man. They're just like, no oh, hey, kidding. take this free bed. It's perfectly fine, comfy and everything. Wow. So the sleep of the dead on this bed, man. Oh, yeah. I kept that bed for two more years. Holy <laughs> shit. You slept on that for two years. Wow. <laughs> I was poor, bro. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I, I What? Oh, Did that happen dude. anymore? Uh, no, that was the only time was the wow. first time they gave it to me. Do you know how they died? They were murdered. That's all I know. They were murdered. Wow. So that's where their body died. They bled out. 
Wow, man. Deep deep. I wonder if they were murdered by that cat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did this happen somewhere? Like, was that in the same apartment complex? Yes. Wow. Oh, no. The murder? No, yeah. I don't think so. They just, somebody oh, brought okay. it to them. And, Got you. And they knew, I guess, knew the secret, and they just decided to pass it on without telling Wowzers, them. man. I bet you I could so, dig back through the records and find... Because, you know, back then, now, it, it, unfortunately, here, uh, murder has become a little bit more uh, common here. Uh, uh, but at one point in time, Enid was a very, very safe place to live. And uh, I bet you I bet you, if we dug back through the records, we might be able to find out who that was. Was that in what year was that? 90? Uh, let's see. Uh, 90 and 91. So okay. it would have been 1991. Wow, man. Wow. And I was living about a mile from, is it was it called Phillips Hall? But I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College. NOC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, NOC. Yeah. Wow, man. I know exactly. Actually, I I, uh, I trained martial arts out, out that way, uh, like in that in that area. I, I'll, I bet you that it's uh, – I'll bet you that's uh, – Real close to where I'm thinking of, man. Wow, that is that whew. is crazy, man. That is <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, well, a, it was a comfortable bed, so you know I can't give up. <laughs> sure, right, right. At least they were comfortable. <laughs> oh man, wow, interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, that. I've always had weird shit happen in my life. It's always been crazy. That's why. Well, what else, man? Give us some more. Uh, well, let's see. Um, I've had experiences with UFOs twice. All right. In, uh, in Oklahoma? Um, uh, yes. I okay. should have been. Yes, as a matter of fact, sure. Where? Um, well, the first one would have been in East Oklahoma, probably around the McAllister area where it's really hilly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And kind of a little mountainy out in that area. Yep. And um, I was in the carnival at this time because I'm an ex carny. Oh wow, oh, man! Oh my God, you must have stories. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to have some. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. absolutely. Go ahead with the UFO story, but we want to hear the the carny stories for yeah. sure. All right. Well, I'm I'm pulling the boss's trailer, and we're in this real hilly area, lots of trees and forest, and there's this little like valley between uh, the road and the next hill over. And it's already into the twilight time. But I look over, and down in that valley, flying even with me, was a triangular-shaped object with a red, a blue, and a white light on the bottom of it. And there was no way it could have been a helicopter flying down in that mess at that time. And it was just going right along with us. What year was this? So that's the... Oh, wow. This has a carnival in 88. So 1988. Wow. Okay. Wow, man. Wow. Well, yeah. that would have coincided then, with my, that would have been close to when I saw something too. Really? Would you see the Tic Tac? No, it was, uh, it was a, ra- it was a round object, uh, hovering real close to the ground. Like I've tried to put this in perspective and it's hard to, you know, I was like 12, I was, maybe 12 or 13, maybe 10, 13, 10 to 14 in that area. And I, all I remember, it was, it was close enough to like, we stopped in the middle of the road and we're looking up at this thing. And it felt like if we got out, like if, 
you know, if I had a, you know, 30 foot ladder, I could have touched it. You know what I mean? It was close, man. It was really close, but it wasn't triangle. Adam, Adam has a triangle, triangular craft story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, share it. Come on. Share it. Yeah. So, so this is just outside of. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was just going to preface this by saying this is part of the reason why we started this podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, Just outside of Weatherford, um, when I was, I was going to Southwestern as my freshman year there. And um, just outside, probably a couple of miles outside of Weatherford, um, some buddies and I were out hanging out driving around the country because, you know, we were under 21 and there was nothing to do. Um, so we're out driving around in the countryside and we found this place. We pulled off to park and we'd just hang out and, you know, bullshit and talk because we were tired of living in the – or tired, you know, being in the dorms. And I was telling the story to my friends about this UFO encounter that my friend Mark Ray had. And um, – uh, when he lived in Southwestern, when he went to school there, probably about four or five years before us. So this would have been about, this would have been in 1994 ish. Um, and so maybe 95, but uh, so we're out there and we're talking and Mark Ray was telling this story about how he and his buddies were out driving around. They pulled over to the side of the road. They found this place to park. They would hang out there. Sometimes they'd, you know, drink beers or whatever just to chill. And the farmer knew that people would come out there. Uh, and he just said, you know, it's, a, it's just don't start any fires and don't leave any trash, and it's fine, you know. So, um, so we had been out there before, but we were out there, and I was telling the story about how Mark and he and his buddies pulled over to the side of the road. They're looking up in the sky, and they see this triangle of light three points of light triangle with a red and a blue and a white light if i'm correct is a red a blue and white light um that was flying backwards you know uh i think and it flew over him and his friends and one of his friends picked up a rock it wasn't and it wasn't making a sound or anything but it was one of his friends picked up a rock and he threw it at this triangle and it clanged off of it and so yeah dude so i'm telling this story to my friends right to my friend big bird and 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 jeff and um while we're talking we look over to the west and we see a triangle a triangle of light three points of light just like we like we were looking at and it comes over and it flies over us um, and it, but it, when it flies over us, it kind of turns to fly over us. And but there's a sound behind it, but the sound goes off in a, a different direction, you know, and a different okay. line of you know flight or whatever, because it trailed off down to the south where, uh, or to the uh, east rather, where the the object had turned over as it was going over over us towards the south. And yeah, so uh, that's yeah. We we freaked out and we jumped in the car and, and then you know uh, laughed and, and 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 that was you know <laughs> that was our experience. That was our first sighting. Ours was, was pretty crazy, yeah, my, but like yeah. Did you have a sound? Did you hear anything when uh, you saw yours? 
No, I've never heard anything. I've seen a disc. I've seen the triangle. And now we've got that orb that people talk about. It's just south of Eric. Yeah, oh, periodic wow. by Seattle. Oh, there. really? And I've seen it more than, yeah. It's, it's this big flashing orb that looks like it's going between red and white, but it seems to be spinning so fast. It just kind of pulsates. Oh, wow. And we watched it come toward us. I've watched it sit in one spot for like hours and not move. Damn. Um, another time we watched it come up, move across the horizon right above treeline. But this is way away from us. I mean, it's, it's probably 20, 40 miles away. But it came up, went straight across, went down. Next thing you know, it came up in the exact same spot, took the same path, and went down. And it did that like five times. I mean, it was perfect. It came up, went across, went down. You couldn't, I mean, you would have to have had something programmed for that. Wow. And this is, yeah, it was accurate. This is well known out out in that area? Yeah, I've asked others and they've seen it also. It's, 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 yeah, it's south toward Altus. Yeah. But it's not the base. You know, it's not the base. Right. We're we're over an hour away. So, yeah. This thing's probably east of the base when we see it. See, I I, th- I think there's a connotation there because, you know, when I saw my UFO, uh, it was on Highway 81 coming out of Kingfisher, north of Kingfisher. And, you know, Enid, we have Vance Air Force Base. And I always wondered if there was mm-hmm. something. I, I'm not saying it was from the base. I'm just saying that... Maybe there's something about that that attract attracted this thing or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, well, there was a training base when I lived there, so there's yeah. no telling what they're training. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but we it, had another friend of ours who was a guest, and he grew up in Hennessy, and yeah. he uh, when he and his and uh, a buddy of his when they were I think probably high school age. Um, they saw a triangle kind of uh, UFO in that Enid area, in the in the area the country between Enid and Hennessy, which is like what twenty miles. Yeah, it's on the same route. Yeah, yeah, to Kingfisher. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And, and I had a somebody reach out to me uh, that was my neighbor, uh, Adam Nose Brown. Uh, he contacted me a couple of years ago, and he had said that he had also seen something. Um, later, it was later than when I saw it. It was like years later. Um, but the weird thing is I saw it with my dad and my dad and I, so the story behind it is, um, my, my dad and I were coming out of Kingfisher. We lived North of town three miles and about at the halfway point, maybe, maybe two miles North of Kingfisher. We started to see this thing. You'd, you come up 81 and you start to crest over this little bit, this little hill, and we're seeing this thing in the distance, and it's not moving. And we crest the hill, and we're coming over the hill, and this thing is just—it's just sitting there over the over Highway 81. We're the only car, and my dad slows down to a crawl and rolls the windows down. And he—I think we stopped. I'm pretty sure that we stopped, and we're just—we're looking at this thing, and and it's like. We can't believe what we're seeing. We're totally like, I don't even know if we said anything to each other. We sat there for a little while, and then we start driving to go to where we need to turn to go to our house. And where our house is, there's a creek that runs uh, east and west. And 
we get to our house. It it begins to go over the highway, over into the, where the creek, the the trees are lined, uh, the creek bed there, and so it's creeping along the creek. And you know, of course, back then no cell phones. So we get home. My dad he knew the the sheriff in town, so he calls. And to see if they have anything on the radar, there's nothing on the radar. They don't have any, any, there's no, there's been no airplanes in the area for quite some time. They don't see anything. And then this thing just, I mean, just vanishes. And we never talked about it. My dad and I never talked about it ever again until we started this podcast. And I shared that story with Adam. I never told anybody like I, I, cause I thought people would think I'm nuts, you know? Recently, uh, whereas I told people my story, I was concerned. <laughs> I mean, people were already already thought I, yeah. I'm, you know, well, little, it's one I'm of those. Art, I'm an artist, so they already think I'm kind of. It's nuts. one of those things where you like time kind of slips by, and you just start thinking that you maybe you didn't see what you saw, like yeah. you, you know, whatever you, you talk yourself out of it. But you know, when when I told that story, I said I'm going to talk to my dad and see if he remembers, and and he he was like absolutely remembered it and. His story was exactly like my story. And so, you know, that just, it, that always, it, 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 I was always curious about UFOs and, and, and that whole thing from that experience. And then of course, all the things that that have been happening, um, in this country about, you know, uh, our, our findings and things that the government's been leaking out there. Um, it's, it's, it's. It just confirmed that I wasn't crazy, you know, uh, or that none of us were crazy. <laughs> well, 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 we're sure crazy, but <laughs> at least in that particular instance, we were yes. not. You know, so where did you well, see that, the disc? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, that's what I was going to say. Uh, okay. The disc one I saw, we were on I-40 headed east toward the city. Of Oklahoma City, uh-huh. and just outside Oklahoma City, I think it's either Rockwell or it could be County Road One. I forget. Yeah, I look over at a car lot, and there's this disc, maybe 200 feet up, three at the most, if that. Wow! And it's a saucer, and my first thought was, that's a balloon. It's, it, you know, they're doing something for cars. Yeah, and that's cool. They got a balloon. Well, we take the exit. You got to turn. The exit actually takes you. Uh, where you're facing away before you can get back to looking at it. Yeah. And so we, we take the exit, we go under the overpass, under the overpass and I look over at the car lot, it's gone. And wow. I'm looking at my buddy who was driving, and he heard me say, it's gone. And he looks at me and goes, you saw that too? Oh, my God. talk about man. the flying disc? Yeah. That was like literally right there, like we would almost touch the damn thing. Was and it he's daylight? Like, yeah, he goes, I found Yes, broad daylight, probably oh about God. five in the afternoon during the summer. Wow. wow. And it was just there. And yeah, I thought it was, you know, a promo. The car lights good, some right, kind yeah. of weird promo with a with a balloon UFO thing. And now nah, as soon as we got there, it was gone. Was it we a both saw it? Was it a color? Silver. It, it was yeah. like a silver metallic. Wow. And it was it was big too. So I don't know if I had to estimate if you sat it down, probably 30 feet across. Yeah. Wow. It was a good size desk. Yeah. Wow. It was cool shit. <laughs> Damn. That's so, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm always fascinated with the different sizes that people see too, you know, like some people see big, but we've had people on that like 
seen huge, huge ships, yeah. like massive. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I saw was probably about the size you saw, pretty good size, uh, but it wasn't super small. You know, it was pretty. It was, it was a decent size, but um, oh yeah, that's uh. Wh- so, what are your thoughts on on what you see in the media? Like, have you have you watched any of the footage that they released? I've been, I'm an ancient aliens fan. I've been watching that since I was as far back as they were. Then when I was a kid, they had those mystery books. Yes. Of all the weird shit. Yeah. Uh, I was about mystery six, books, man. Yeah. I was about 16, I think, when I read Chariots of the Gods. Yes. And so I've always, even though I do have faith, I'm also open. I do not believe our creator would just create us out of the trillions of quadrillions. Uh, planets out there that, you know, I mean, we're stupid if we think we're the only ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've always had a feeling and I've always believed, like I said, I've always had weird shit happen. So I'm pretty open to most things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's healthy (laughs) because I think, if you look back in our, you know, at least modern humanity, and I mean modern by like from the times that we've been able to write on cave walls and things like that, um, we're 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 constantly learning more about our position in in the in in the universe. You know, like in the beginning, we thought that everything revolved around us, and then we find out that's not true. And so I think to have a perspective that like we're the only, you know, intelligent life out there is a little bit narrow minded. Um, I know that people probably do hold on to those things, but for the most part, I think most people do have that same outlook that like, yeah, there's there's more to the story than what we can understand. And the more technology that we get, I think cell phones helped in a lot of ways to, you know, for people to document these things. And obviously it gets to the point to where like the evidence is overwhelming and the government has to cop to what they know because people are nervous. And I think some of that's, I don't know if it's, 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 uh, uh, warrant, I don't know if so much warranted or not, right? You know, because if they really wanted to like take over, they probably have already taken over. They're probably running everything. You know, I mean, who knows? But uh, but uh, if they, well, here's the a, thing: a good time as any to reveal that I've. I guess this is a good of time as any to reveal that I've actually. I'm an alien. I've taken over <laughs> uh, the atoms, <laughs> and let me rip off my face. Hey, I'm Rh negative. They say that the RH negative gene, they think that it could have been introduced by an alien source. Wow. Right. You know, yeah. I had heard that. Like, right, there's a there's a DNA strand that they is that what you're talking about? Is that the thing? Like they can't figure out yeah, like, what Well, you're either A positive or A negative. But uh I think something like 70, 80% of the population is positive. Don't get quote me on that. Yeah. But the negative part they don't know where it came from. It's just like one day, boom, all of a sudden, there's A negative, B negative, all this stuff. And they don't know where the RH negative factor came from. Right. They think it was introduced somehow. Interesting. Yeah, that's wild, man. Have you, mm. see, have you seen the... Um, 
the documentary on um um and and now I'm blanking on his name. Uh the guy that um he worked for the government as a contractor. They hired him to come in to reverse engineer alien craft out at like area 51. It wasn't area 51. It was adjacent. You know, it's like in his words, nothing happens at area 51. It happens out like at these bases that nobody knows about, but this is your dude. And you forgot his name. I know, man. Bob Lazar. Bob Bob Lazar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had the rub. I had the rub that in on Barry. He's always, I know. know. He loves Dr. Greer and Bob Lazar. And you know, I forgot, but, uh, old man brain, um, I got to see a post from him and he was like, I told you so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, he's an interesting character, you know, because like all these things that he was talking about back then, are they're they've they've they're coming true and he never beat a drum about it man like he didn't want to ever like he and initially he came out and was talking about it and then he got so much backlash people thought he was nuts and then he just kind of hid out for the last 30 years or whatever and then now people are coming forward and saying that hey man this guy actually he said some things that are like coming into fruition, you know? So it's interesting. I think it's fascinating that we're living in a time now where it's like, nobody gives a shit about it. Really? Like nobody, you know, we've we've just been waiting. We're at that point. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. We told you, we believe, but here's the scary thing that got me to thinking the other day. If all the technology we have today has come from what we gained from that crap, those craps, Mm -hmm. What makes us think that they don't know how to turn it on and off? It's their technology. Yeah. Oh, sure. They can put us down with the flip of a switch and shut the entire planet down. Oh, right. yeah, no. Look, just you need an EMP, an electrical uh, magnetic pulse bomb, just to go off, and that'll shut down the entire planet, you know, because it'll mm-hmm. fry all the electrics and everything, um, you know, that's that are on at that moment. I don't know, you know, if they're not on, they probably wouldn't be fried, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's something that could be done easily. But, I mean, but also, you know, not to, like, put us down anymore, but uh, it is very much like this. If there's a species who can manage interplanetary travel um, and, you know, they've come, they're coming and observing us or toying with us, uh, you know, I mean, they're going to have means of wiping us out. So they're going to have, you know, just several means. I mean, just like, you know, because it would be like us, you know, on a hill of ants, you know, we can do There's so many things that you can do creatively to destroy a hill of ants. Not that you should, but, you know, um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, our tech, their technology is beyond even our science fiction. It would have to be. So, see. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. I say that shrugging. <laughs> eh, we'll see because you know we will at some point. We'll see. Oh yeah, I'm always looking up. I'm one of these people yeah. that I've been looking at the stars since I was a kid. That's one of my favorite things to do. And so um, I think it's just a matter of time now. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you're out there in an area where you can really get yeah you can see stuff a good view a big view big sky country good good view of the night sky 
without yes, you know I a lot of not having that light pollution. Yeah, yeah. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. Tell us about what it was like being a carny, because that's one of the... What it's it's a job that is, that's an unusual job. Yep. It's a job that a lot of people think has there's there's this kind of um, I think there's a kind of comedic and side to it. It's there's a, it's there's a there's a there's obviously a bunch of stereotypes that go to it. There's a weird romanticized kind of version of it, you know, because you're kind of uh-huh. like traveling around on you know being free and you know partying and you know doing drugs and <laughs> running the rides and, <laughs> and uh you know taking advantage of uh of underage children uh well i guess that's not romantic that's one of the dark sides to it so no i don't know if that well i can that's, i uh, never saw that okay but i can tell you right now the the type of people that like to come out after dark and party with carnies after we shut down, there were many nights we partied till three, four in the morning with twenty, oh, thirty yeah. locals. I don't doubt it, man. <laughs> Look, there was a uh, there was a, 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 a strip bar in Enid, and you probably remember this. What was this on the what Wild Childs? No, it was the one that was on the uh, going into Enid from Kingfisher. We you, you yeah, pass it. That's Wild Every Childs. Every year, it's the they, one, yeah, out by the racetrack. That yeah. you got it. What caught? They, they set it on fire or something, or the back. But they used to always have that sign out once a year. They always have the sign, "Carney's welcome," and uh, I just I just love that so much, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, small so. hands smell like cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So it when was. Did... I started with the carnival. Um, Back in 88, my stepdad kicked me out the night of my graduation. And uh, they just happened to be in town that weekend. And I saw a help wanted sign. And I thought, well, shit, I get to travel. I'll have a roof over my head and make some money. Why not? So I went ahead packed my shit up and I left for the carnival. It was a blast. How long did you you do it? Two years. Okay. I got. I've been to thirteen different states. I've been to the Bahamas and I've been to the West Indies, the Barbados, and there. If I'd gone back, I would have went back and worked in Canada. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of killer opportunities if you get to know the right people. Wow. Yeah, I would you imagine. You know a lot of traveling. So, what did you do? What did? What was you? Did you run? Were you in the midway? Were you uh, either run a ride or? No, I was on the midway. I worked okay. games. 
Okay. And so, like, even today when carnivals come in, my friends that know that I'm an ex-carny take me to the carnival so I can tell them which games to play and not play split over the screwed. Right, right, yeah. That's a But, yeah, um, when I spent six months out of the country, I worked for a lady that had a glass pitch. And so in the Bahamas, you pitch a quarter, and whatever glassware is facing up or has a little shot glass on it, you win what's underneath it. And those people in the Bahamas, the locals will practice years in advance. And I'm talking now, they, this shot glass will be four feet from them. It'll be three feet in the air. And my boss had nice platters and sets. And if you turn your back, they'll have 10 quarters in that shot glass for you to blink. <laughs> wow. They're that good. I mean, wow. it's just clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Yeah, those are, those games are always so hard to win. You know the uh, yeah. the ba- especially the basketball uh, mm-hmm. games are really 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 hard to win for sure. Yeah, but yeah. There's little tricks we did as carnies. Um, some of them would hit the uh, bend the rims just enough that if the ball doesn't go on just right, yeah. you're not getting it in. Right. And then others will also overinflate the ball. So yeah. I mean, unless you get a nice good hoop on it to force it in it's usually not going to go in so there's little tricks to the trade that we do or did I, they still do to this day but um yeah different like the glass tip over bottles well you know you kind of take a uh, turtle wax and wax that board so the bottles will slide and tip over right and, sure so, so yeah so what about the, but, the yeah it was the, fun the dart board, the darts. That's you probably can't do much with rigging with it. Well, I guess you can make it where they weren't aren't very. Yes, they're dulled. Well, if you're going to throw till you pop one, they actually they're only dull because they're old. Right. So they just use them till they can't. But let's say uh, the small, medium, large, extra large prizes on a board of a hundred, ninety one or small. Right, right, <laughs> like right. Five or me, five or six or medium. Uh, there might be one large. If there's an extra large, it's not on the board unless I decide to put it on the board. Right, right. So, my favorite games to play that you're pretty much guaranteed to win is like the poster games. Um, when you, you hit the poster, win the poster, uh, pop the balloon, win the. Remember the little glass cocaine mirror? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Now we did not know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. We did not know when we were getting those. We did not know that those were little glass cocaine mirrors. We didn't really understand why the little popular mirrors with the uh, band names or whatever on them were so popular. But they look cool. We didn't know why they were so popular. Couldn't really see yourself in the mirror because it's got that printing over it. Right, right. You know, but we all, but we understood why the 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 feathers with the. with the clip, with the clip, yeah, the roach clip, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a popular one, right? Right. I had people that would play just for the roach clip. So, like, yeah. here's a dollar. I just want the clip. So we'd sell the clip for a dollar. That clip might have costed us the top back then a nickel, yeah, maybe right. a penny. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> My, I, I would always, I would always go to the fair to get the the silk posters of you know bands and stuff. That was. And I, and uh, man, yeah, I, I can remember 
Well, the other thing that I really enjoyed going to the fair to do was like the uh, the freaks. You know, you go see the half lady, half turtle, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. the side shows. I got to see one freak show the whole time I was there, and it was in Florida, um, and they had the state the fair down there. No, these were traveling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had the traveling carnival freak show that was with them, and this carnival was large enough. They traveled by train. That's wow. how massive Damn. this carnival was. And they had the like the electric lady, the bearded lady. I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, "Holy shit!" Her beard was thicker than mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, the freak shows are cool. I miss those. I wish they'd bring them back and you know let people make money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not being forced. If they've got issues, no, no. But they can make money. Yeah, yeah. There is that. Uh, where's there's a town in Florida that is all. Uh-huh. Re- residents are all carnies and they're freak show yep. people. Yes. Don't remember the name of it. My but. former boss in Oklahoma, uh, in the city when I worked for Scott's Long Hair, her parents owned that that uh, trailer park where the carnies stayed wow. for the winter. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I got to see pictures. She had pictures of their family were taken with all of the different freak show people. And um, she, her mom and dad, I think, still own the thing. And, so yeah, there is. They went. They uh, winter down there. Wow. Yep. So when you go overseas and you're doing this, like, you know, are, 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 how does that work? Do you ship your stuff before you get there, type thing? Yes. Um, my boss would ship containers, oh, at least a month in advance, so they could be over there. She had shipping containers filled with glass. We would go to like Libby's. And Libby's Glassware, like Louisiana, and uh-huh. you just go in there and let's say you have the new glasses. There's nothing wrong with them, um, but they're three dollars. But these, the print's kind of off, so you can buy this set for a dollar. Yeah. And so, but there and buy all the misprints and all the little quirky stuff. And she take trailers and trailers of these and have them over there waiting for us. Wow, they must make enough money to make that work, I guess. Yeah, except for um, right, right. Oh, I lived in Nassau for we lived there three months, and there was six, seven of us renting a three bedroom apartment that we stayed in. And after we paid our rent, our monthly rent, uh, I got certified in scuba diving, cost of living, going to the casinos for three months, having a blast. I still walked away with twelve hundred dollars in my pocket. Wow, that's great! Jeez. And that's in yeah. eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Yes. Wow, that's a chunk of change, my friend. Oh uh, yeah. Let we me ask played you, the battles. Go ahead. Let me ask you this: since it was eighty-eight, eighty-nine, uh, how big uh, was your mullet? I, I didn't have. Well, no, I didn't have the mullet, but I did have uh, long hair. Um, the David Cassidy look. Okay, they okay. Him back. Yeah, it went down <laughs> about the middle of the shoulder blades. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was it. That that was in that period of where you know the 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 uh, where the mullet was phasing out. Uh, it was, but the the long hair, the you know, was coming back in. The the middle part was coming back in. Right. <laughs> you know, from the early nineties and yep, stuff. Yep. Yeah, the big grunge. hair band days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yep. hair band days. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, man. 
Wow, that's great. That's so funny. So you do you travel all around the U.S. when you when you did that? I saw thirteen states. Okay, that uh, in one year, and we also did what was called circus jumping, which it'll, it'll kill you. It's like you set up today. Well, tonight after we set up, we're open, so we're going to be open tonight, the next day, and the following night. The following night, once we close down, you tear down, we get in our vehicles, we drive to the next spot, set up, and open again that afternoon wow. at 5 o'clock. Oh, and we repeated it for like a month and a half. Ooh. It was just go, 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 nonstop. How big of the towns are you in? <clears throat> small and towns? We played from small towns to I've played, um, I've played Dallas. I play. We played the uh, Texas uh, State Fair. I got to play that. Nice. Um, the State Fair in Louisiana. The State Fair in Florida. And then other times we played one town. This is no joke. It was like cornfields, cornfield, cornfields, four-way road with a building on each side of the corners and a stop sign. That yeah. was the town. Yeah. Four buildings and four stop signs, and we played this town. And I am not joking. They. Out of nowhere, in those three days, I say the first night, over 5,000 people came out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. I was like, where the hell are these people sure. living? I was like, where are they? You know, kind of like Stephen King. They're coming right. out of the yeah. door. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, Kingfisher, uh, uh, the Kingfisher Fair was a big deal. That was a big, uh, I mean, that was like... Mm-hmm. That would be a th- was that three days, Adam? Do you remember two, three days? At least, at least. And I yeah. mean, everybody came out to that thing. And yeah, and you tried to yeah. go as often as you could. Yeah, and uh, and it wasn't big at all, at all. But nope. I mean, big it enough. Wasn't a bit. It was a bit. It was big enough for us. Yeah. Yep. But it was, uh, we had the rodeo, and then the, all the the yep. uh, all the people sh- showing shows. their livestock, yep. and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just. As a kid, I mean, what more could you want back then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The rides. Oh, yeah. We had them come out to do powder puff derbies, crash derbies, race cars, the yeah. rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. There were other times, though, in three days that might have been 20 people show up. It was just yeah. a bust. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Are you? Yeah. Well, you never know. When you're on the road, um, you know, if you're in a carny or you're in a band or whatever, it sounds very similar. You never know how the audience is, you know, the crowd is going to be. Right. But uh, it's always, you know, it's an adventure one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the carnival is where I got my first hangover, smoked my first weed. <laughs> that was a good shift. That was out of the Bahamas. Holy crap on that one. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. It smelled like a pine forest and it looked like someone had dyed it forest green. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, it, it fucking blew my mind. I got to the point I thought I was seeing through myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny now. I was talking about this the other day with somebody. Uh, you know, all these like all these marijuana snobs now that we've created. Uh, you know, back in the day, you just smoked what you got. I mean, you did, there was no choice. We didn't even yeah. know there was a difference between strains. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was just like here, here's this stuff, and you know, either it's. It's got a shit ton of seeds from Mexico, or you might luck into somebody who's got some good shit that may be around for a couple of weeks and then it's gone, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I was raised in Rockport down by, uh, by Corpus Christi. 
And so we got a lot of weed in from Mexico when uh, I yeah. started smoking. Yep. Dry as shit, you know. Yep. All compacted. Oh, yeah. Stems <laughs> and seeds. You had to yeah. spend half an hour to an hour deep. Oh, yeah. You know, taking yeah. all those I out got first. Some, yeah. I got some stuff. I think they, they had to have snuck it in in a car, Axel. Because when you hit it, you swear you were smoking burnt axle grease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had to throw it away. Yeah. I had a friend of mine. Her dad was a beachcomber. <laughs> and he came back one day and he asked her, hey, if I get some weed, can you sell it? And she's like, sure. And he threw her like 15 pounds of what we call seaweed that was thrown out overboard that washed up. Yeah. And it got to the point. Nobody wanted to smoke it anymore. They were giving it away. She said, <laughs> Just got rid of it. Oh, and dad wow. walks in and he asked her, did you sell all that? And she's like, yeah, we got rid of it. And he threw her the other half of the bag. Oh, <laughs> my. Because nobody wanted it. That's funny. <laughs> you know, that shit would happen. I lived in Florida for a couple of years. And, and that was a thing that would happen. These these uh, containers would just pop up. And it still then, does. And, yeah. And, and, and I remember one time it was like a container full of... Uh, coke and uh just mysteriously kind of you know found its way on the shore but but yeah that that is uh yeah yeah i was watching a pablo escobar uh series um oh, i can't remember the name of it i'm i'm sure you guys have seen it but um you know they when he started smuggling that stuff in he he would like they would put it in the tires of like trucks they would they would pop the tires off the rim they'd shove all of this cocaine into the tires so like they're low the tires loaded with co- cocaine i just thought man that's kind of ingenious that was before anybody knew you know how they were getting it over but uh yeah, yeah wild man. well my best friend back in the day when he was probably about eight or eleven is when he started smoking because his parents were ex-hippies mm. and his parents actually took care of an apple grove on the Mexican-Texas border 30, 40 years ago. They would come across and do their deals in the apple grove. And because his dad just kind of looked the other way, they'd go out there and they'd find three or four gunny sacks left for them to do with what they wanted. Wow. 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 Uh-huh. That's, man. Back in the good old days. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wild, man. Yeah. Now these, now these, uh, the Chinese own so much of the marijuana. Uh, I don't know if you keep up with that or not, man, but they have bought a ton of land here in Oklahoma and they own a lot of the operations, these grow operations. Uh, it's a huge, huge deal, man. Uh, we had, we had in Hennessy, um, there was a situation a few months ago where a guy, one of the workers went nuts and held people hostage. Ended up killing some people, and um, it's all that. And it's all illegal. It's like uh, they go and they they start looking through the records, and it's like this company owned sixty five illegal operations that they had forged paperwork on, and uh, so it's yeah, it's a big it's a big deal, man. And it's like God, you know, I would think that if it was legal. It would be a cleaner run business, but you talk to people and it's like, it's, it's as dirty as it ever was. And it's yeah. kind of scary. You know, it's just a different kind of dirt. It's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the political dirt now, man. Yeah. It's a different, oh, yeah. uh, different. All different about money now. They're starting yeah. to see it. So. Yeah. 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 We have a grow between here, uh, Eric and Sarah. There's a really big one kind of off to the side. 
you're not on 66, you don't really see it. But if you're on 66, you come over the hill, you can see it. They've probably got 20 probably greenhouses. Wow. And you can see where the production areas are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow, yeah. That's but wild. I'm telling you, Oklahomans need to be grateful because I was in Colorado before we bought our land here. And what I'm getting, let's say you get three ounces for $90. The cheap shelf in Colorado when I left was $136 an ounce. Wow. Yeah. And that was the cheap shelf. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, man. It's, it's, uh, um, it's, I mean, it's brought so much industry and so much, you know, to the state. Right. You know, so much money to the yeah. state. You oh, know, so other time. states are looking at, looking at other states are, because I mean, I live in Ohio. And other states are looking at, you know, obviously they were looking at Colorado and then they were looking at Nevada and, you know, California. But then, like, all of a sudden, Oklahoma is like, you know, tight ass Oklahoma, conservative buckle of the Bible belt, Oklahoma yeah. sees that it sees that it's, you know, a good way to bring in that tax money. Yeah. You know, so other states are like, eh, maybe we'll yeah. jump in on that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. We've got I a, honestly thought Oklahoma would be the last. Dude, state. I, I really did. I totally did I too, thought man. Texas would go before Oklahoma. Look, yeah. I thought, I thought that you know, uh, well, I guess tattoos were were going. You know, I never thought they'd let you know legalize tattoos in Oklahoma, which didn't happen to what like two thousand or ninety eight yeah, somewhere like that. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's wild, yeah. man. Yep. Yep. We got enough libertarians here that it makes sense. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, no, it's, it's been, I think it's been great. You know, people talk shit on it, but man, it, it has, it's, uh, I, which is, a, I think a reason why it's so cheap here is because you have to get licensed for it. It's not recreational. I'm thinking probably in the recreational states and Adam could probably let us know on this because Ohio passed their recreational uh, law. It's probably, they got to make up for that money somehow. So it may be a little bit more expensive if it's recreational, maybe. I don't know. But then I was out in Las Vegas a few months ago and it was, it was fairly cheap. Not saying I bought any. I'm just saying that uh, I looked. <laughs> well, I know well, that, when I, I mean, Colorado, they've got recreational and they've got medical. Yeah. And the medical license was like $150, $200. But if you actually spend that money on the medical license, you can get the two ounces for 150 or whatever. Oh. You can still get the deals, but a lot of people just don't want to deal with it and get that license. Yeah. They got your name. And you're on record. So right. What's um, the difference? What's the you got those. What's what's the difference? Well, Do you get one a, is like me. I you get a discount on the medical. Okay. Than you do if you just walk in in Colorado and buy it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting. I don't. I don't know what it is here. I mean, because they they did they did medical a few years ago, and I don't even know where that's at. It's still in the you know in the process of if places are open for medical or or what. Um, so, but yeah, they we we passed the uh, recreational uh, and uh, a couple of months ago, and so well, I guess yeah. And, yeah, a couple months ago, and uh, you know who knows whenever they'll get to putting it into enforcement or effect or anything like that. I don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah, the other thing too is I was out in New York, and New York has recreational uh, the city, you know, and so. Uh, but I gotta say, it's not great stuff. At least the stuff that 
I heard uh, <laughs> uh, is out there. It's it's not great. It's you know so uh, you know buyer beware. I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it is a different world. Certainly from when we grew up, you know that. Because I think back oh, in yeah. the day, man, uh, I may or may not have known someone that grew. Uh, but back in the day, like for a quarter ounce which is all I could afford of really good stuff. You're paying 150 bucks for a quarter ounce of stuff. So, you know, anything under that, in my opinion, if it's good, but that that's, that was not when, cheap. that was not when you lived in Oklahoma though. No, 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 no. Yeah, I've heard that, you know, back in the day that, you know, a quarter <laughs> ounce was, you know, a quarter, a quarter ounce was 25 to 30 bucks. Yeah, but know, I'm, I, like this that. is good, good shit, though. This yeah, is like yeah, well, really, that's really the thing, because, you know, I heard uh, that nobody knew that there were, like you said earlier, nobody knew that there was anything other than, you know, what yeah, they used to, what garbage. I've heard they called Mexican yeah. dirt weed, right. uh, ditch right. weed, or whatever, you want, or whatever they called it back then, whoever they are. But, um, right. you know. Yeah, you yeah, could get... Yeah, you could get cheap stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then we I, felt lucky the minute we scored skunk or creeper weed. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. that was like twenty five a quarter, and you were ecstatic. And then there was that other crap you get, like you know, you smoke two balls of it, and you're still wondering, well, did you get weed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Weed? yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of our friends, um, who shall remain nameless, um, discovered a. Out in the country, um, near where he grew up, and uh, there was a. He spotted it. There was, you know, a wild. It looked like a wild weed patch. You know, and obviously it couldn't have been wild. You know, somebody had a planet or whatever. Um, so and so, like he scoped it out for like a week or two, um, at all hours of the day, day and night, and uh, then he went and he raided it. And uh, went out and just picked and picked and picked and picked and picked and you know did this two or three times, and um, he told us that you know what uh, the stuff that he nothing that he ever picked was any kind of anything. Um, and well, what like, what it was is what what apparently what it was was a patch that the sheriff and uh, or the uh, local law enforcement had gone out and planted so that <laughs> they could go out. And burn it down and claim that they found this, you know, uh, yeah. gross spot and yeah. burn it down and collect the money for it. So that, that was a thing, you know. Yeah, that's what I heard anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the carnival when we first hit Oklahoma, and we did areas around Kingfisher and stuff, uh-huh. I kept seeing what I thought was weed. Yeah, it was in the ditches. It was in the fields. It was like literally everywhere. Yeah. And that's when I found out, no, that's the wild stuff. You can't smoke it. It ain't going to do anything for you. But I was just amazed that I'm looking at a hemp plant. And I'm yeah. like, wait, it's just right there. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to smoke it, but it don't do you no good. Yep. 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 That's funny. <laughs> that's awesome. A little trip down memory lane. Yeah, dude. We certainly have. We've gone from. Uh, from cats to uh, cannabis, man, and uh, <laughs> in, everywhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. Well, we'll have to. Uh, and this has been great. We'll have to have you back on in the future to hear some more carny stories and such of the wild oh, yeah. times and stuff, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. We really love to hear that stuff. We know that people are going to be like, "I want to hear more. I want to hear more," because that's, oh, that's yeah. cool stuff. So, 
I'll tell you about the time we were raided by the Houston police. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um... I've enjoyed it, guys. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. The murder mattress. Dude, he really, he buried the lead on that big yeah, time, yeah. you know, but, yeah. uh, oh, and I can understand being that age, uh, you know, your early twenties and not have being broke and not having anything. You take any kind of furniture or whatever for your apartment, especially if it's your first apartment, you know, and this, I guess this is just after he'd been on the road with uh, the carnies, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but, but I still would question, and I hope everybody else out there listening, any kind of stain on a mattress, uh, you, you know, uh, you should question and maybe yeah. just let that mattress slide on by. Yeah, for sure. I've seen some questionable mattresses in my day, and none of them <laughs> were were stained red, even or maroon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I man, uh, but but to continue sleeping on it is where <laughs> I draw the line. As soon as I know what's happened there, it's done. I uh, oh. he's a bigger man than me. Yeah, especially after you already had the one visit, the one night time. Well, I guess that, yeah, the one visit on the mattress from the uh, the the I, maybe the person or maybe a bigger cat. Yeah, right, um, right. But it's I love always love hearing stories about people who have like you know that phantom cat that jumps on the bed. Yep, you know, yep, yep, yeah. It's always like on the bed that yep. it, it's always yeah. You know, just there to remind you that they're still around, yep. and uh, that's a comforting thought. You know, because yep. um, uh, my although my my girls, my cats have told me, uh, promised me that they're never gonna die. Uh, if they do, you know, it'll be nice, uh, comforting thought that uh, you know they'll still they'll still be be with me. Sure, uh, yeah. hopefully, yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely, and we got into UFO talk, which I'm always uh, I always love, and he yes. uh, he had a couple of good ones, man, and uh, really, I, I I just becoming a more firm believer that those exist out here, man, where yep. where I'm at, and uh, where where you and I used to hang out, and um, mm-hmm. people see them, and it's yep. uh, continues to be a, a cool topic, man. Yep, and of course, you know, a quick. Uh 
quick quick versions of our own stories uh since ed asked us um you know we'll be we're more than happy to uh, oblige and uh you know so if you're a new listener there you go that's yep. those are uh one of some of the sto- the things that yep. inspired uh what, us doing this show and of course if you're a long time listener you're probably like i've heard this already yeah. a thousand times <laughs> we apologize we hope you still find it enjoyable um but you know uh, maybe uh one of these times uh, it'll spark a memory of something that you have suppressed long time ago um so you know you can dig that out and uh, come on the show and, and be a guest um or if you uh you know you were uh, a, a carny worker or yeah. you, some kind of other unconventional, uh, you know, career path that you had. Uh, you know, we've had clowns and we've had uh, uh, dominatrixes and, uh, and, and Internet cam models and sex workers and and. Uh, all sorts of things that we've had on here. Yeah. You know, if you've if we've had psychics, professional psychics and psychic investigators, um, paranormal investigators, yeah. you know, any yeah. kind of action that you've had on that end, um, we'd love to hear it. You know, we've, uh, we'd love to hear just, uh, any kind of your experiences with the weird, the paranormal or supernatural, uh, or also, you know, we love hearing good travel stories where you go and encounter a culture and you, uh, yeah. you know, one of the great things about going abroad is that, uh, you learn a lot of things about yourself and about the world and, uh, you make a lot of, uh, of funny mistakes and misadventures. And we love hearing stories about that. Yes. Uh, you know, Hey, or, you know, maybe you had an encounter with a a celebrity of some sort, or, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you've had, uh, some kind of, a family mystery that's happened or, or true crime story that you want to share. So I survived or hard to explain, we just love hearing your stories. We love talking to you guys. Uh, we love hearing your stories. Everybody's got at least one good story. We know that. Probably more. Everybody's got, yeah. you know, the, a lifetime of experiences. And uh, we would love for you to share those experiences with us. And we can ooh, we can ah, we can oh. We can we can laugh when it's appropriate. Uh, we can laugh when it's inappropriate. And... Uh, you know, have a good time and uh, either, you know, make some new friendships or rekindle old friendships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just hang out for a little bit here over the internet airwaves and then, uh, you know, put it out for the rest of the world to hear in their ear holes. Um, You know, that's, uh, it's what brings us joy. That's why we keep doing this. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Get in touch with us. Come on the podcast. We find that often one story leads to many stories. People start talking and we just, we just, uh, we're able to uncover some gems, you know, and we've got some really awesome, awesome podcasts coming up that I think people are really going to dig. Yep, no story too short or too long. Um, you know, it's we've got all sorts of stuff and coming down the line. So yeah, do get a hold of us. Uh, you can email us at wywspod at gmail dot com. Um, you can call us and leave us a message on the uh, the good old hotline, uh, which is area code five one three. 
909-909-9821. You can uh, contact us through our uh, social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram and uh, X. We we really don't get on X anymore, but... Uh, you know, if that's your preferred way to find us, get a hold of us there. And um, if you you could you could send us psychic vibrations. I don't know if we're going to pick them up, um, but you can attempt that. And if that doesn't work, if we don't get back to you, email. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> smoke. I don't know about smoke signals. Um, they. Uh, they they might not reach us, but you know, again, if that's what you want to try, try it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you know how actually to do smoke signals, that's an interesting. Story. We, we and have used them. Yeah, uh, we yeah. want to know about yeah, that. Yeah, we definitely want to know about that for sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Any way that uh, we can communicate is great. We would uh, love to have on you know your stories in one shape, one way, shape, or form. Uh huh. All right, so now next week uh, we'll be back with some more good stuff. And what is it? Well, you're just going to have to tune in. Quote, unquote. I'm doing air fingers. Tune in. You're just going to have to find us on your podcatcher of choice and um, and listen and find out what Gina's all about. So join us next week here, wherever you are. Um on the internet. Join us here on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe, be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.